0: Hello and welcome to jasonnewland.com. My name is Jason Newland and this is... ...Stress and Pain Relief Podcast. Please only listen when you can safely close your eyes. Now the purpose of this podcast is... ...to, or by using the same technique you can either reduce your stress or reduce the feelings of chronic pain or both at the same time if that's what you choose okay so that's uh, that's the premise behind the what we're doing here so what i'd like you to do is decide you know you may be listening to this To reduce your stress levels. You may be listening to this. To reduce your chronic pain levels. Now it's important to find out the cause of your pain. Before listening to any recordings. To help you reduce the physical sensations of pain. Because pain is there. Often for a reason. As a warning. Now chronic pain isn't acute pain is chronic pain isn't but there's not always a big difference between the two as far as chronic pain really is the point where you know the cause of the pain and it's no longer needed because you'd know the cause of it so whether it's uh, due to an ongoing uh, disease or chronic, you know, some kind of issue like that. Uh, let's say cron- uh, crumbling bones, uh, osteoporosis, which is what my nan had. Now, it causes pain, but it's it's a chronic pain condition because it's continued. You know, it's it's t- technically not going to go away, and potentially going to get worse because with age and the progressiveness of the disorder. But you once you know the reason and the cause behind the pain and the reason it's there is to protect you, for you to be careful. So if you've got, like my nan had crumbling bones in one of her shoulders, which meant it was a warning for her to not really... Uh, to not pick stuff up with that arm you know to not use that arm really and she was very elderly she didn't need to use that arm she had the other arm um, but when she used it it hurt but even when she didn't use it her shoulder hurt hurt it you know still had pain there and she didn't need that pain because it was there as a warning and she understood like most people do that have chronic pain they understand that they don't need that pain because they've had the warning it's like someone with a, a broken leg that pain is to warn us not to use the leg we need medical assistance and the pain although a lot less sticks around for a few weeks is as a warning not to walk on it not to put any weight on it now these days we know that we get casts and we get told by the doctor not to put any weight on it for 6 weeks but you know in thousands of years ago perhaps people didn't know that they didn't have that knowledge So the pain prevented them from putting weight on it. So they would avoid putting weight on that leg at all costs, I imagine. And therefore survived. And therefore didn't cause uh, problems to their physical status. Didn't cause irreparable damage to their leg. That's just a small example of the use of chronic pain a lot of chronic pain actually has in itself no use anymore it's outdated it's it's like an outdated belief system it's believing something and I won't say it in case there's kids listening but you know believing in something that you know You really believed in when you was maybe six years old, seven years old, but now, maybe you're in your thirties or fifties or forties or nineties, even. You don't believe that anymore because you know it's not true. Well, chronic pain is a similar kind of thing. It's outdated. It's not needed anymore. In a sense of for the condition that may be causing the chronic pain, because you know what the cause is, you don't need, you don't need it, you don't need to be reminded. I've got, I've actually got an injured shoulder on my right, my right hand side, my right shoulder. Had it for about sixteen. 16 years and it was an injury and then it turned from being chronic pain um, uh, acute pain into chronic pain and I just had to be careful with it, there's certain things I can't do it's a, little bit, it's a lot better than it used to be but I decided a long time ago that I wasn't going to have that pain anymore I wasn't going to put up with it because I didn't need it it was doing nothing for me reminded me to be careful. It was almost like the shoulder was trying to remind me not to bash it again, not to injure it again. Like I purposely injured it and, you know, like well, I got no intention of injuring my shoulder again. It's almost like the shoulder doesn't trust me anymore, you know? So I decided to put that shoulder at ease and to really relax that shoulder to the point where it's almost like it now trusts me to just be careful. And so far, I have. And, you know, I'm sure that it doesn't really work that way, but... I like kind of like the idea that maybe we can almost make friends with the different body parts that we have. Make friends with the stress, the stressful parts or the parts that have chronic pain. Make friends with those parts and say, hey, you know, I realize that maybe you're concerned that I might hurt my lower back. I've got lower back issues and myself, and maybe I might make it worse by doing stuff, or might, um, you know, but I want to assure my lower back that everything I do is going to be to help. And I'm not going to be bending over and picking stuff up wrongly. I'm not going to be putting undue pressure on my back. I'm not, I'm going to be looking after it and caring for it which i do now but i didn't used to but now i do and for me it's almost like making friends with a lower back calling a truce almost like okay i didn't treat my lower back properly when i was younger i used to lift heavy boxes and I'd bend my back when I did it. I didn't keep my back straight, didn't bend my knees, any of the, the correct ways of lifting stuff. And I knew how to do it properly, but I didn't. I cut corners and I'm left with a deteriorating back. Now, I promise my back now. I'll say it out loud. I promise my back that I won't... Um, lift things wrongly I'll make sure that when I lift something it will be I will keep a straight back and I will bend my legs and I'll make sure that I don't cause extra harm to my back and when I walk I will walk with a decent posture and I'll put my effort in to you know do stretches and to strengthen my back, so almost, almost like I'm uh making a deal with that part of the body to say, This is what I'll do. What I need from you in return is physical comfort. No longer do I need uh, the stress. Or the the chronic pain that I've had. I don't need that anymore. I'm going to be careful. And the same with stress. If we actually make an effort and say, well from now on I'm going to drink less coffee. Or I'm going to meditate regularly. I'm going to maybe listen to relaxation sessions daily. I'm going to spend more time being kind to myself. And you can say that, and it might seem weird to talk directly to a part of your body. But with stress, I've found often it's not just one part of the body. It can move around, I can feel it sometimes... In my upper back, my shoulders, my lower, my the back of my neck, my head, sometimes I even feel it in my hands um, in my muscles, my legs, even sometimes stomach, so it can be an all over body sensation, but sometimes it shows up predominantly in one part or one area so you can make a deal you can just even if you're not saying it verbally you know like I did then like a verbal conversation with your big toe or whatever wherever you're feeling it because it might might seem silly a silly thing to do but this is about intention because your body listens to your thoughts. Your body is affected by. Not just by what you do. By. But by what you think. In fact it's probably more affected by. What you think. Than what you do. Because. You know as. It's an, an experiment. Which I don't recommend doing. But you could. Be taking the most relaxing drink. Is supposed to cause relaxation, or you could be meditating. Meditation is a good example. You could be sitting there meditating and doing a t- doing a, a a mantra, and the mantra could be one mantra could be "I'm feeling relaxed, I'm feeling calm," uh, or "Thank you, I want to thank my body, thank my mind for everything you do for me." I want to thank my body, thank my mind for everything that you do for me. Or oh, I feel relaxed. I feel calm. I feel love. or Whatever it might be. And, you know, doing that mantra, maybe saying it in your mind uh, over and over, slowly, for maybe five or ten minutes. That affects your body, it affects your mind, and it's relaxing, and it's meditation, it's a form of meditation, now, you could meditate, and sit there, and have the same, uh, you know, same physical posture, but you could be saying to yourself, I feel stressed, I'm uptight, the world's against me. I feel stressed, I feel uptight, the world's against me. Do that for five or ten minutes. Don't do it, I'm saying, but if you were to do it, on one level, you're sitting there in a relaxed position. But the words you're saying, the words you're thinking, are going to have much more of an effect on how you feel than the sitting ...in a relaxed position. So we do need to be careful... ...what we say to ourselves. And these are things... ...that we're not taught at school... ...and probably not even taught by... ...parents... ...or by... ...by anyone. These are things that we need to... ...we almost have to discover ourselves... ...in life through maybe discovering a book or a podcast or uh, some kind of spiritual training or maybe through, you know, just coming across a mindfulness uh, course or exercise or seeing a documentary on YouTube or things like that. But not something that we're taught from an early age. That actually the things that we think affect how we feel so even if you don't say the words if you you know if you don't say it out loud or even to yourself to the part of your body that you'd like to just relax or you'd like to you know, reduce the physical discomfort so that you feel more comfort. You can have the intention. You can have that intention towards that part of your body. In the same way, maybe, that you have a certain intention towards maybe... Your own child or your grandchild or someone very special to you in your life. There's a certain positive feeling that goes towards them. I guess we call it love, don't we? So there's a a sense of love that you have connected with someone that you care about deeply. And that love shines on how you think about them. That love shines on the words you say to them or the words that you think about them. It shines on how you treat them. On your intentions. And that same kind of feeling be aimed at if not your whole body then part of your body, the part that you wish to focus on. Like right now my lower back, which I focused on a, a little you know, a bit while I've been talking in this recording, it's almost numb. It's you know Slightly itchy underneath the skin, which is always a sign of... Well, there's no pain. It's not. It's not really any feeling of discomfort. It's just a feeling of almost like it's not really there. The imprint is there, but the actual, the feeling's not there anymore. It's almost, you know, when a car leaves, you can see maybe the car track, the tire tracks of the car, but the car's not there. When it rains, the car tire tracks disappear. sometimes that's what you need inside you, just a little bit of rain, just to wash away those old feelings, a bit of rain to just clear out the dust and the dryness that maybe seemed a bit little bit too crusty and uh, a bit stuck maybe but with the rain everything gets lubricated and moves really easily moves away nice and slowly allowing almost like allowing the dirt to be washed away, and it's as if you can see inside your body, you can see inside that body part, like there's a glass cover on it, and you can see that everything's clear, everything's really, really clear. There's nothing going on, at all, really clear and calm, nothing going on. Thank you. Thank you.